everyone. Welcome to Confrontational Millennials. I am Nikki Alley. I am Belle Mars, also called Belinda. Yes, so it, we will probably accidentally call each other by our real names several times, so it really doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, I hope everybody has had a good week. Um, happy second week of January. Good job, you've survived. Yeah, congrats. Every happy second week. I know everyone probably gave up by the New Year's resolutions by oh, yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually, I'm still trying to work out, so hopefully I can keep this energy throughout the year. Um, but, uh, how was your week, Belmars? Well, it's work. (laughs) So, I can probably go on and on about that, but... (laughs) Overall, it's actually been quite well. I'm getting better, learning a lot more stuff about healthcare. Mm -hmm. Just count out the days, get my, uh, experience, and maybe... Let's see where it goes from there. Cool, cool. Uh, my week was uh, me mostly pulling my hair out. Oh. <laughs> I had a lot of, uh, I, I literally, I came back, and this is going to sound so first world problem-y, but I came back from shopping like yesterday <laughs> for like four hours, and I'm like, I don't want to do shit. And my family was like, oh, pobrecito, pobrecito, oh my God, I'm so sorry for you. Mm-hmm. My, we're not Hispanic, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but they were like, oh no, right, you know, and I'm just kind of like, I don't like shopping. Um, so, but yeah, it's been a whole bunch of craziness getting my passport, getting ready for this new job. So, wish me luck, everyone, all of our listeners. Yes, wish uh, us much luck uh-huh. to make it through life. So, shall we start with the news? That's right, it's time for the good, the bad, and uh, Trump is having a temper tantrum because he's ugly. <laughs> Yay! Eventually I'm going to stop making that line about Trump, but right now he's just an attention whore, so what am I supposed to do? Yeah, that is true. Yeah, so uh, do you want to start with um, all of these stupid people doing the bird box challenge? I guess goodish, because, you know, Darwinism at work. Hey, yeah, that's right. Listen, if you idiots want to, like... <laughs> Like, you know, take yourselves out before fate can do it. Like, be my guest. Um, But, yeah, so if you haven't heard the Bird Box Challenge, or if you don't know what Bird Box is, you don't have Netflix and you live under a rock. Well, I haven't watched it. I just seen a lot of memes of it. Yeah, like I mean, like if you haven't watched it, you've still seen a meme of Sandra Bullock with her eyes covered. With her kids. And with her kids. Yeah, like so. The Bird Box Challenge is basically people, like, putting blindfolds on and trying to do everyday tasks. Um, and they fail miserably at them because, obviously, they're not used to not seeing. <laughs> <laughs> the blind people everywhere just shake their heads. <laughs> Retards. <laughs> Idiots. Um, uh, the most interesting, there have been a lot of interesting Bird Box Challenges. Yeah. But the most interesting and probably the most famous one right now is Jake Paul's Bird Box Challenge where that idiot tried to drive a car while he was blindfolded and then walked into traffic and almost got himself killed. Um, And then I think a woman in Utah tried to attempt to do the same thing and got in an accident. Yeah, he actually, yeah, yeah. She got into an accident. He... His video, he Jake Paul didn't get into an accident, but it was removed because he's a very, uh, he's a very well-known YouTuber, and he they didn't want to influence any more children than they already have. So good on YouTube. I feel like you should just yank the Paul brothers off of YouTube yeah. at this point, though, because they seem like total and complete jackasses. Yeah. Um, 
But to each his own. Uh, I'm just saying, like, kids, please don't do stupid things just because other people are doing stupid things. It's like the old saying goes, if your best friend jumped off a bridge, would you do it too? And they're always like, yes. <laughs> and it's like, no. <laughs> and so, yeah, Bird Box Challenge, please don't do it. Or if you're going to do it, just do it around your house and, like, clear the space or something. Yeah. I get it. It's cute. It's fun. But, like, don't do it to where you could hurt other people and yourself. Yes. <sighs> because you're also putting other people's lives at risk. Yeah, so... um Anyway, moving on to also putting other people's lives at risk, the government shutdown. That has put 800,000 plus people's lives at risk. Yeah, Um, and thinking that's 800,000 families. And one thing that people don't consider is those um, businesses that actually depend on, like, government. Like, for example, in, like, public parks there's a lot of businesses that work alongside them but if you have like crap and shit and everything like just scatter around everywhere um no one's really want to like go to parks because you know yeah. people like poop pooping in the middle of the forest trash is just piling up yes and i'm thinking all because of wall i mean people really don't care about the wall a lot of government workers i heard like fuck the wall we just want our paycheck yeah listen like and i feel like it's it's just because let's let's look at the timeline here, okay? Trump has been in office for what two years now. Yeah, he got in, in, inducted into office in twenty seventeen. He could have had a wall, like any point at any point before this time. Yeah, okay, because he had the majority. Yeah, Republicans had the majority House and Senate. If they really wanted a wall, they would have made a wall happen. <laughs> so this is not about you getting a wall. This is about the fact that now Democrats have the House, and you're pissed. <laughs> that's it you're basically you're there you're throwing a temper tantrum i think it's hilarious because on cnn chris como had on anna navarro and steve cortez yes and uh anna navarro literally while steve cortez was talking he's like a like total extremist republican was talking about how trump didn't say people were animals and this that and the other she literally pulled out a nail file and started filing her nails because she's like i don't have time for your bullshit okay your bullshit lies i don't have time for it she was just like nope i'm not here for that so i think we should all just take this uh well i mean if you're concerned you're concerned because obviously yes people are not getting their paychecks businesses and it's not just like government-run businesses it's like i think the other day i saw on the national news that this like diner in dc was like that's our lunch crowd like on our dinner crowd like we aren't getting the business that we usually get because these people aren't getting paid and they're not coming to our businesses so you're affecting local businesses you're probably going to start affecting big chain businesses too because it's just like what like you there are way more government workers than you think there are yeah and i think maybe someone of the government like if you really need money you can probably pick up babysitting or dog walking or turn your hobby into money or probably for a house exchange your work for probably like for carpentry or something like thinking bitch listen this is not like this is not like an easy fix first of all you can't get shit for babysitting okay (laughs) i would know i did it okay (laughs) Um, so you can't just be like, oh, just take your hobby and turn it into money. If they could do that, they probably wouldn't work for the goddamn government. Okay? <laughs> Listen, if they could, if it was that easy, they wouldn't work for the government. Okay? I'm sorry. You just need to stop being an a-hole and, like, 
just make some concessions. That's all people are asking you to do, okay? As a Republican or whatever, what have you, okay? And do I think that it's probably both sides a little? I feel like the Republicans are being way more um, yeah. asshole-ish about this than the Democrats because the Democrats are like, we'll give you border security, we just won't give you a wall. Yeah. That's it. Like, what do you, what do you think a wall is gonna do? Okay, I'm sorry. Like, it, I always, I see these little images where you know they have the plan to put the wall, and then there's a, the Gulf of Mexico and all of that shit, and they're like, there's a problem. Okay, people can just come by sea. Yeah. <laughs> okay, around your wall. <laughs> I mean, why isn't there like no border security on Canada? I mean, considering in Canada there's really not much of a border. And versus Mexico, I think there's a strong border in that, like, a lot of immigration from Mexico has actually decreased over the years. It's just, it's really just people making uh, a mountain out of a molehill. And when I say a molehill, I mean, like, really an ant pile. (laughs) (laughs) Because, honestly, like, the numbers for the amount of criminal activity that has been committed by immigrants from, like, Mexican immigrants is probably, like... Uh, like ants again ants compared to the giant like problems that we have with people in our own country yeah. like white men uh, <laughs> just saying like <laughs> so think about that next time oh uh and another thing that's interesting is the guy that raised all that money you know that i talked about a couple yeah. weeks ago he has to the people that donated either have to change their donations Mm-hmm. Or he has to refund all their money. Like mm-hmm. I said was going to happen. Karma's at its finest, bitch. So, <laughs> I think they're like at $24 million. And then he was like, I'm going to build it myself. And I'm like, all right, I'd like to see you. I'd like to see you do that. Let's uh, try. Good one, one brick at a time. Listen, we'll probably get it finished by the time he gets kicked out of office. And then they'll immediately call for you to tear it down. <laughs> so, uh, and I will laugh. They'll probably make you do it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, so, speaking of brown people, look at all the great segues I'm doing. Yes. Segway, speaking of the brown people, Jasmine Barnes' killer has been found. Yeah, and I guess we have to go say his apology. Well, because it wasn't really a white guy as we originally thought. It was actually two black men. Yes, it was two black men. So, I don't take one back what I said (laughs) last time because it still is a problem. But, um, I do take back what I said about, you know that I thought it was a white dude. Because to be fair, that's what they drew. Because yeah. <laughs> okay, so. really, I'm thinking, because they're saying it's really something that happens a lot. So, yeah. okay, you're shooting around, and then you look up, and you see this white guy in a truck just speeding off, and mm-hmm. thinking, okay, that white guy probably shot me. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking from their point of view, I don't think they did anything wrong. It's just a time of mistaken identity, but... I mean, and not say too romantic, but this little girl was a picture of innocence. Yes. And that after for her funeral, they decided everyone should wear a purple because that was her favorite color. Oh, I hate it. Yeah, so Eric Black Jr. has been charged with capital murder on Saturday night, the 5th. And uh, Larry Woodruff uh, was arrested on... Well, they think that he's the shooter. I guess they don't know yet. Mm-hmm. They haven't confirmed anything, but they're they're in questioning. So questioning. Yeah. So it's just, and I know when people are gonna say they're gonna be like black on black crime again, and it's fine. Listen, 
dude, okay? Just don't try to dismiss what's actually happening racially in this country just yeah. because... It's not like white people don't kill each other, too. Don't even come here with that nonsense. Yeah, because a lot of times, crime is within races. So mm-hmm. majority people kill white people are other white people. Mm-hmm. The majority kill black people are the black people and other people that kill Asian are other Asian people. So a lot of crime is within races. Mm-hmm. So I, no one goes about, oh, why American on American time? Um, American on American crime. I mean, mm-hmm. why should we be sad for 9-11 if Americans are keep killing each other? I mean, no one would say that. Yeah, no one would ever say that. That would be atrocity. Someone would probably try to kill you. <laughs> if you were an American, they would try to kill you. American on American crime. Listen, so, like, don't try to... It's, it just amazes me how just... What is the word I'm looking for? Well, to me, the first thing that comes to mind is, like, respectability politics, uh-huh. which just really pisses me off. Like, if you carry yourself better, you'll be treated better. No, like, that's not... I'm a human being. Like, I was born a human being just because I don't dress the way you think that I should dress or talk the way you think I should talk or walk the way you think I should walk or behave in a way that you think... Does not give you the right to make my people extinct Mm -hmm. because you feel like someone should only act a certain way do you know what you sound like when you do that a nazi (laughs) you sound like a fucking nazi okay so you can just get out of my face with that bullshit um and if you want to be a nazi cool um i'm if you say any of that in front of me i'm gonna punch you in the face though because we're not we don't respect nazis here tolerance is only for people Tolerance is for somebody that tolerates you. I feel well, like. I think it shouldn't be tolerance, more like acceptance. Like, right. you tolerate a bad cold, you tolerate back pain, but you accept other people because they're humans. Right. I mean, if they're pieces of shit, I'm thinking, okay, I really won't tolerate this. Yeah, like, I don't tolerate intolerance. Like, if you think that all black people should just die, then no, I'm not going to tolerate your existence because those are my people you're talking about. If you think any, like, race of people should die, I'm not going to tolerate you. Yeah. Just to be fair, like, just... Like, no. So, yes. So, Jasmine Bond's killers have been identified. Hopefully, they'll get more uh, on that. We'll keep you up to date when we hear more. Um, But speaking of um, intolerable things, R. Kelly. (laughs) Yeah, so he's back in the news. So, thanks to this documentary called Documenting, well, Surviving R. Kelly, mm-hmm. a docuseries on Lifetime, realized, realized how much of a piece of shit he is. Oh, yeah. So, I'm thinking, yes, that we should mute R. Kelly and cancel him. Mm-hmm. So, no more I Believe I Can Fly at graduations mm-hmm. and at churches. No more Step in the Name of Love at weddings, And no more Ignition. And right. no more Trapped in the Closets. Mm-hmm. But one thing that kind of irritates me is that after his plays of his music gone up it just shows you how many terrible people there are it just shows you how like people just don't give a shit about women yeah because what's funny um they were saying how a daily show was saying how every time they show r kelly they keep playing one of his songs so it's like it's the remix ignition hot and fresh out they thinking damn that's a good song or i believe i can fly i mean they don't do that for any other criminal they don't show like Bill Cosby's been charged. Let's go show one of his funny episodes yeah. of the Cosby show. Yeah, like, let's go show that episode where what's-her-face gets married and doesn't tell anybody or something. Like, <laughs> like it's not, like, this is... I just don't understand. And then it's, it's interesting because it doesn't just show, like, how much people don't care about the plight of these, like, women that have come forward. It also just shows how much you really don't give a shit about kids. 
Yeah, and especially with black girls, because what's even sad is that almost through all the history with a lot of these girls, it seems like some of these parents are, like, pimping out their daughters. Like, I did her from... I still need to watch this, but I was talking to someone that said um, Tasha K with Aaliyah that um, R. Kelly was messing with Aaliyah, and they didn't really do anything about it because I think her mom was also messing with R. Kelly as well. And Gross. and then also like the with the P tape, the girl on the P tape that came out in like two thousand two, her dad played like either guitar or bass for R. Kelly at the time, uh-huh. and he scores. He's not going to do anything about it, which kind of gross. I think that's your daughter. Yeah, like it just shows you how much how far people are willing to go for a check yeah and then also a lot of people even still today keep excusing r kelly like oh leave r kelly alone you're just trying to put a black man down which kind of made me think of boondocks episode i'm thinking yes the government is trying to put innocent black men away but r kelly isn't one of those men yeah like we're not saying that we don't want any black men ever to not go in jail. Like, if you deserve to be in jail, you need to be in jail. Yeah. But, like, if you're in jail for some sort of petty-ass shit, like, no, you don't, but, like, a drug charge or some shit. Yeah. Why am I getting sentenced to 10 years because I had some marijuana on me or some <laughs> nonsense? That makes no sense. But R. Kelly needs to be in jail for the rest of his life. Yeah, but... And not, like, a cushy jail. Let me make this clear. Not, like, a cushy jail where he gets, like, a whole bunch of, like, privileges and shit. I mean, like a jail where he could potentially be like I'm just kidding that's rude I won't say that but you know what I'm saying like you don't deserve a cushy lifestyle after what you've done to all these girls yeah so for those who don't know been living on the rock let's go probably go through our timeline Mm -hmm. so before in like the 80s and 90s everyone in Chicago knows it's like an open secret Mm -hmm. that R. Kelly would just like drive around to Kent One Academy and start picking up high school girls right and sometimes he sent his protege like, hey, go get me some girls. Yeah, ma'am. If you got the money, you can do it. Okay. And in August 31st, 1994, R. Kelly, who was 27 years old, marries late pop star Aaliyah when she was 15. Mm-hmm. But his personal um, assistant falsified evidence to say Aaliyah was 18. So the marriage was illegal. A year later, her parents got the marriage annulled because illegal so that's fucked up mm-hmm. and in 2000 there's been first allegation of sex with minors uh-huh. from the chicago times uh-huh. and then in february 8th the infamous p tape has been he's been investigated for child pornography and then in june of that same year in 2002 uh he's been indicted on 21 counts of child pornography but they keep there's like pause really quick 21 counts let's just that's not like two Okay, like where maybe, like, no, it's 21 separate counts (laughs) of child pornography. If anybody comes forward with a double-digit number of child pornography, that means they're probably guilty, okay? Like an 85% chance, all right? But go on. So, and thing is, they keep pushing this trial and keep pushing this trial, so that 13-year-old girl in that video, so then the trial takes place in 2008, so that's like six years later, so that 13-year-old girl is now 19 years old, so they can't really tell, so they keep making excuses like, okay, that's not probably R. Kelly on this tape, that's probably his brother on that tape. How do we know that she's really 13? I mean, how we know? Because the girl then came forward, the family then came over, but the aunt then went on stand and said, yeah, that is my niece on that. And she's actually 13 at the time. So, and then what's even funny is that you're going to get in more trouble for watching that P-tape than R. Kelly would get 
Making for that making tape. that pink tape. Yeah, the the irony at its finest. Yeah. <laughs> so and they didn't want to play because you know it might be child pornography. So I'm thinking, what the? Fuck? And then so the trial begins in Chicago on May 29th. But then June 13th, he's acquitted on all counts. But even when he was on trial for child pornography. He was also looking for girls because one of the survivors in the docu-series came up like, oh yeah, I was cheering for R. Kelly at the trial and he invited me over. And, you know, he was being nice, like, oh yeah, I can't read, my mom died, I was mm-hmm. close with her, and then she started being nice with them. And they're like, okay, we're going to have sex, What you're going to call me daddy, okay. Gross, sorry, pause, I hate daddy case. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> so call him daddy during sex and they can call me daddy all the time and you'll be my babies. It just sounds gross. Oh, yeah. Like, sidebar, um, his daughter came forward and called him a monster. <laughs> so, R. Kelly's daughter is like, I know what he's like. I lived in that house. Yeah, she like, said, yeah, that's why I'm not talking about that because I lived in that house. That's right. Listen, so go on, though. Yeah, so he's acquitted of all charges. And then 2017, last year, well, two years ago, in July, BuzzFeed published the story of uh, R. Kelly's alleged sex cult. <laughs> yeah, and then last year he wrote this 19 minute song I admit I mean I read some of the lyrics I'm thinking it's pretty blatant thinking I admit I had girls young and old and I loved Ali I'm thinking bitch there's a power dynamic there Listen, I just the just the title should be like well he's guilty let's go get him like I'm just saying uh, okay, so then what happened after that? Mm. Okay, so then on October 4th, his ex-wife accused him of physical abuse. And then, of course, this year, the R- the surviving R. Kelly docuseries came out. And then afterwards, there's um, Kim Fox, um, state attorney general of Illinois, told a press conference to ask possible victims of violence or sexual assault by the senior to come forward that her office can start an investigation. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of investigation. So a lot of these people um, stand up. And as you said, his daughter, Buku Abi, whose real name is Joanne Kelly, said, devastated and understand for all I feel currently. I pray for all the families and women mm-hmm. who've been affected by my father's actions. It's been years since my siblings and I have seen or spoken to him. My mother's siblings and I will never condone or support or be a part of anything negative he has done or continues to do in his life. Going through all that I've gone through in my life, I will never want anyone to feel the pain I have mm-hmm. felt. The same months you all confronting is about my father. I'm well aware of who he is and what he is. That's right. Listen, your own blood doesn't even like you. Okay, that should tell you something. Y'all y'all can be all over here like, oh, it's the girl's fault. Which, by the way, it's not their minors. Don't even go there. But you could be like, it was the girl's fault. It's the girl. This girl, his actual flesh and blood is telling you. Hey, I was in that house, and I know he's a monster. I can confirm that he's a monster. I would take the stand to tell you that he's a monster. Like, just... So you need to just give it up, and you need to just put this man in jail. That's yeah. all I'm saying. And also, another fucked up thing about Leah, like, afterwards, she was, like, blackballed from the music industry, because mm-hmm. R. Kelly, like, blackballed, like, oh, yeah, she's a fast little girl. Like, oh, yeah, she got married to an older guy. I'm thinking, bitch, what about the older guy? She's 15. That's probably her first time, or anything. So yeah. you're saying this little... 15 year old girl is fast but yet you don't take consideration this old ass dude old ass manho is over here like just listen and then I recently actually saw an interview on the Rio with Kay Michelle Mm -hmm. um and she 
It's like, well, she didn't come out and necessarily condone him. It's, it was an interesting thing. And I think what a lot of people are, like, especially a lot of musicians that are afraid of, especially female musicians are afraid of, is that he's going to come in and he's going to basically, um, like, get them blackballed from, their, from the music industry or get them, like... I don't know, something even worse. Who knows what R. Kelly is capable of, you know what I'm saying? Like, So I think actually the one of the only people that's come forward that's worked with him is John Legend. Oh. Yeah, and he was like, you know, he basically put him on blast. He was like, I work with him. I apologize for that. Like, I can pull up the thing. But he basically, like, calls R. Kelly out. And he was like, the rest of y'all that have worked with him and are coming forward and apologizing and uh you know like saying that you made a mistake like that's gonna be on y'all and um but it's not gonna be on me like yeah so even lady gaga came out and speak against them because she made one song called do what you want mm-hmm. and the chorus goes do what you want do what with my body yeah uh-huh i remember that and her exact quote is that I stand behind the, these women a hundred thousand percent. As a victim of sexual assault myself, I made both the song and video at a dark time in my life. My intent was to create something extremely defined and provocative because I was angry and still haven't pre- processed the trauma that have occurred in my life. I think it's clear how swiftly twisted my thinking was at the time. So I'm thinking, yeah, it's fucked up. And I remember Jay Z even toured with R. Kelly. Yeah. I mean, and that was like in 2002 when the allegations first came up of child pornography. Yeah. But then they kind of have a falling out because R. Kelly was a shitty tour partner. Yeah, I think a lot of people have actually come up and been like, R. Kelly's an awful tour partner. But um, a lot of people have, well, it wasn't just, my bad, let me correct myself. It wasn't just John Legend. Neo has also come out and said, you know, there's no excuse. Um... Who else came out? Oh, Chance the Rapper, Meek Mill, um, Tank, uh, yeah, Lady Gaga, like you said. So, yeah, a lot of people have actually come forward who have worked with him and been like, I don't really, like, I'm sorry, you know, you are Kelly. Like, yeah. he needs to be canceled. I'm sorry for even working with him. JoJo came out. Um... So, yeah, so a lot of people have come out, but there's still a lot more people who have worked with them that haven't said anything. Yeah. So, I'm just saying, like, for your conscience, like, for your own karmic conscience, and I'm speaking right now as a pagan, (laughs) (laughs) for your own karma, um, karmic conscience, like, you need to apologize to all these women for working with R. Kelly for not real like for ignoring all because like it's one thing for us to not know because we were young when this yeah happened. like we had no idea now i've i only like recently throughout the past couple of like five years or so like heard about this and i was like i wasn't really feeling r kelly so i have nothing to apologize for i deleted all his music off my goddamn like playlists <laughs> and shit like i have nothing to apologize for i didn't know it happened but if you're a grown-ass adult and you yeah. worked with R. Kelly and you and he was in the news and you knew about it, then you have something to apologize for because you yeah. blatantly ignored all of this obvious shit in your face. And you were like, but I want money. So yeah. that's all I have to say about that. Do you have anything else about R. Kelly? That you like? Well, besides fuck R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. Delete, I'm trapped in the closet. I'm thinking we as a culture is to go cancel 
R. Kelly and probably not just R. Kelly, but men like R. Kelly who use, yeah, age ain't nothing but a number. I'm going to get me a young girl. She's just fast. I'm thinking, no, you as a grown-ass adult should just not be messing with these young girls. Because, yeah. yeah, they're not women. They're girls. Anyone yes. under, well, probably from an American point of view, anyone under 18 is a child and you yes. should be messing with that. I you mean, shouldn't. yeah, if you're in the U.K., the age you can send 16 but still but still just don't listen to be safe just don't do it <laughs> and like i said last 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 podcast if there's the age doesn't have a two in front of their number just don't do it <laughs> if it's not double digits and there's no two in front of it just don't mess with them okay leave it alone yeah and one thing about our kelly i remember they said in the documentary that all of his songs are a story of something like age ain't nothing but a number. Trapped in the closet. Yeah, trapped in the closet. Because I heard like some of the girls like running the hide in the closet and that all the characters are him. The pimp, the preacher, the gay guy. Uh-huh. Say some people think R. Kelly might be a little bit gay. I mean, I wouldn't put it past him. Uh, but I definitely think Though I want him to go to jail, I do think he needs to work with a therapist, like heavily, like several therapists. Yeah, because he was molested at a young age. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I'm thinking, especially with the psychologist that said in the um, docuseries that people who were molested at a young age, like, okay, I was abused, so there's only two people in this world, the abuser, the abuser, so I'm going to be that abuser and take that power away. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be like take that power, I'm going to be the abuser. So I'm thinking, he does need therapy, and then also he needs some jail time. Probably, yeah. like, do therapy, but still. Mm-hmm. Do I therapy mean... in jail. <laughs> that that happens. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, uh, so speaking of women, but on a much better note, On the Basis of Sex came out yesterday. The Roommater gets Um, I'm excited. I want to go see it. Um, I probably won't get to see it this week, though, because I'm way too busy. <laughs> um, but maybe next weekend I will go out and watch uh, RBG be a BAMF. Yeah, and, hope uh, she gets better. I hope she does get better, too. Yeah, I heard that she recently had to go... Was it her ribs? Well, her ribs broke, and then uh-huh. they realized when they looked at her lungs, there's probably a little bit of uh, tissue growth, like probably cancer. Oh, no. Yeah, but they removed it. Now it's clear now. Listen, because RBG said as long as the, this motherfucker is in <laughs> office, she's not going down. And I am with you 100% Ruth Bader Ginsburg. So, listen. Um, yeah, didn't you hear something about how people were not going to support the movie because the husband was way too supportive Yeah, or like the executives didn't want to finance on the basis of because the, hu- the husband character was too supportive. What I'm thinking, kind of shit is that? <laughs> yeah, so they say one more refreshing that her husband, Ginsburg, I mean, because in real life he was supportive from what I heard that he made dinner because sadly she couldn't cook. Mm-hmm. And he was attacked war. She was also war. So both of them were wars, and they fell in love. So, didn't I hear something about how she like did homework for the both of them or something, and basically graduated top of her class? I yeah. Think? And then she like since it was only back in the day, every time she wanted to go on the job, like okay, since you're married, we're not gonna give you full price. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, and it was probably way worse when she got pregnant. Yeah, and then they say backers offered to fund the film if Martin wasn't rewritten as an angrier or less understanding character. Maybe he should threaten to divorce his wife if she didn't drop the case. I don't understand why. You get a positive male role model character, and your immediate response is to be all like, that makes no sense. Okay, I know that I talk shit about men a lot, like, <laughs> on here, but it's not like I don't understand that there are good men in this world. Yeah. I do. I feel like Ruth Bader Ginsburg's husband, he probably had some problems. He probably had some issues. This has probably been, like, you know, um, exaggerated a little bit. Yeah. But um, if he was a good dude, he needs to be, he was a good dude. And you should all strive to be like him, okay? Yeah. Instead of trying to make him into some angry like mad dude because his wife was out there making money and reading bankroll and getting her bag like what kind of nonsense is this yeah and then spupelman said there's five thousand year history of narrative of men coming home from battle and their wives patch them up boost their egos send them back out fight again you write one supportive husband everyone's like such a creature would never exist this is why Women are like, men ain't shit. This right here is why. Because you bitches think that you all are the same. And, like, you don't want to change. So you're like, when you see one person that goes against your norm, you're just kind of like, uh, we need to fix that immediately. Because I do not want to look bad compared to this guy. Too, too late, you're already a piece of shit. Okay? <laughs> we have eyes and we can see. Alright? So, um, just because we wrote a supportive as husband does not mean that we didn't know that you were a piece of shit before. Like, that's yeah. not a... You, we know. We don't need to compare you because we know. Like, so... Yeah, and it's, it's great to have, like, supporter role because I have a very supportive dad. Yeah. He's thinking, okay, then, Belinda. He mostly cares about, okay, how are you going to be independent in your life? Right. How are you going to go? Are you going to go back to school? Are you going to get a better job? Just probably keep asking for that. I mean, he doesn't think, oh, you should go get married off or blah, blah, blah. Right, yeah. My, da my dad is a weird little mixture of that because he's like... He deaf doesn't want me to date or get married because he's a weird, weird little man. But, like, <laughs> sorry, Daddy, but you are. Um, but he also, at the same time, is, like, he doesn't want me to leave. And it's just kind of like, but I'm gonna. Like, I'm gonna be independent. Like, I'm not gonna be here forever. So you gotta, you gotta take it, dude. You gotta take it and you gotta get over it. Like, I'm sorry, not sorry. Um, and then finally, speaking of great men, especially with their shirts off, I saw Aquaman, um, Ooh. last weekend, very, it was, he didn't say a lot. Now, if you're trying to go to the movie and see, like, a real deep, thoughtful, like, superhero movie, you're not gonna get that. From Aquaman? No, you're not gonna Not, like, that. Black Panther thoughtful? No, not Black Panther thoughtful. There's, like, I'm sure there's, like, some... Some symbolism in this movie that I just didn't catch because I was distracted by the fact that Jason Momoa looks fantastic, like with a tattooed covered body, okay? But like, just, I mean, aside from the fact that yes, you get eye candy if you're a female or a gay guy, um, <laughs> like he really, he doesn't talk much. I mean, he, there's some issues like with his mama not being around, he may have some mama issues. Ooh. that we they don't really talk about but other than that it's basically just a playful little romp uh under the sea oh. um that uh is really cool like you know 
uh, graphically and all that stuff. So if you want to see something neat and you like DC a little bit more than Marvel, which I've never heard that before, like from the average person, but like if you if you still think DC is capable of making good movies. Well, yeah. I mean, the last good movie before the Justice League movie was actually Wonder Woman movie. Wonder Woman was great. Um, I loved Wonder Woman. Uh, the only thing I don't like about Wonder Woman was the ending because it was way too cheesy. <laughs> but um, the rest of the movie fantastic great i love it but like you know to each his own um so yes aquaman follow romp would not if you want something deeper out of your superhero movie don't <laughs> don't but like otherwise it was great um much fun uh so let's take a break and then we'll come back and we'll, you know, we're just going to wing it. We're gonna, fuck it. We're going to ring it. We'll tell you what we're going to do when we come back. It's going to be a surprise. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yes, we are back. Yeah. And so we've decided, I know we usually do it the other way. We usually do topic and then news. But today we decided that we were going to be extra and weird and different. And we're going to do... Um, Oh, we're going to do the topic now, which, by if you did not know, January is International Hobby Month. Oh, I did not know that. <laughs> Surprise. I love surprising <laughs> you. Uh, it's International Hobby Month, so we decided that we'd each talk about uh, one hobby that we've uh, either, you know, taken up this month or this year or that we've been doing all our lives. I think we both picked something that we've been doing. Yeah. What we were refining. So you can go first if you want. Well, since I am a nerd, <laughs> I do love playing video games. And one of the recent games I was playing called Conception 2. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a weird game. It's about <laughs> this kid who a bunch of these 15, um, 14 to 16 year olds are these chosen people to fight this spirit. And for some reason, my character is known as God's Gift. Oh, because you are God's gift. <laughs> because so, because of that, I have to go do this thing called class mating and get with all the females of the group oh. and go make star children together. Oh, okay. Well, now this is just taking a turn that I didn't know. And we have to go get this priest to watch us do these class meetings. Okay. Well, so. wow. This is this is what? Where was the country of origin of this game? Japan. Oh, of course it is. <laughs> and another series I'm really a big fan of is Persona, like Persona mm-hmm. Five came out, which I really, really love. Um, because it talks about a lot of themes that are very, I guess, relevant today. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you start out as a kid who was falsely accused of an assault charge. Uh-huh. And he has to get sent away and he goes to this school where everyone knows that he's some type of criminal. Uh-huh. So, and then he got this power known as Persona. So his first big bad, along with his two other friends that he met and a talking cat, he takes this one guy, his name is Kamoshida, he's this volleyball coach. He's uh-huh. the big bad, he's very popular, and the thing is he's also been sexually assaulting girls, yeah, like the scum. students at the school. Mm-hmm. And the thing is the school wanted not do anything about it because, you know, he's a gold medalist. Mm-hmm. And then they forced him to go inside his little palace, which is like his mind, how he sees the world, and changes his heart. Aww. And he confesses to everything, and they sold his gold medal. So then, throughout the series, they go through different people. The next one is this guy named Matarame. He's an artist, mm-hmm. a very talented artist. But thing is, he starts stealing art from his students. But he takes the young students out, 
Mm-hmm. And then another one is this guy named Kaneshiro, big mob go- big mob boss, mm-hmm. who um, who likes to take like high school kids and either get the girls in sex trafficking or just get people to sell drugs. Uh-huh. And then he just goes throughout, and then this giant freaking politician dude in the end. So overall, it's great. The music's great. Uh, fandom's wonderful, so check out the Persona 5, it's great. Persona 4 is pretty good as uh-huh. well. Um, oh, wait, question. Are all the enemies in this game male? Uh, no, there's one that's, there's two that's actually female. Oh, okay, but most of them are male. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Y'all can <laughs> muse over that. Um, like, keep going. <laughs> I just wanted to point that out. <laughs> Yeah, because one was a girl who was a hacker. They mm-hmm. had to go change her heart because she keeps believing that she's guilty for her mom's death. But end up wow, but that's super. Re- I'm sorry, that's super. <laughs> that's super. Uh, what's the word? I'm not relatable. Um, um, I don't know. Like a. Uh, I don't know. I'll think of it later. Keep going. <laughs> Who was guilty for her mom's death for the longest time? She just closed herself off, but it ended up okay. Her suicide note was actually false falsified by the government that killed her and just gave her a mental shutdown she has a mental shutdown in the streets and she gets hit by a car so yeah she thought okay i drove my mom away by being a little brat and complaining that she works too much on her project and everything thinking no that is not true that was falsified your mother loved you she didn't hate you in the least see but like i'm sorry i can't think of the word it's bugging me but that's so like i feel so bad for her like, yes yeah. see she's what's the oh my god i'm so mad i can't think of the word but it's not relatable but right. understanding yeah, yeah sympathize yes yeah, sympathizing with the villain yes well, well she's not really a villain yeah but those one the target she ended up joins the team <gasps> see okay well, so she realized who she is and realized okay and she's actually a huge shut-in too mm-hmm like, she loves to on the pewter and, like, hacking things, uh-huh. so. And each one of the characters are relatable in some way. Yeah. I mean, each one needs to be emancipated, like, either they're falsely accused, being stereotyped as a delinquent, or um, being just seen as a sex object because you're, like, this different girl in Japan because she has blonde hair and blue eyes and she models thinking oh she's so good another guy thinking gets stereotyped because he feels like he owes his sensei something because you know take him off the street Mm -hmm. so therefore okay he can steal my artwork and but yet if he goes against them let's face it like an amateur artist going against like this artistic heavyweight is not yeah. going to do anything. Mm-hmm. And another one, who, one of my favorite characters, Haru, I mean, she's this rich girl who probably has to live up to her father's standard and do whatever she says, even get married to this 25-year-old guy because this arranged marriage. And she's like 17, even though the age of consent in Japan is Right, 13. but still. Yeah, that's a, that's a, a gap. Uh, wow. Yeah. So, like, how about we ask... Oh, that was great. I love it. How about yeah. we ask how you got into video games? Like, what? Oh, well, when I got into video games, I was just a young kid. And uh, we, even everyone in my family, we had a uh, um, Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. And we played Mario Paint on it, uh-huh. Super Mario, mm-hmm. uh, Mario World. And then we got Nintendo 64. And then we got a bunch of games like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, Blockbuster was still around. So, like, every weekend. <laughs> Blockbuster. 
Oh, or Hollywood videos. We go uh-huh. and like rent games and try to like stay up and beat them all and then return them back. And then mm-hmm. parents got divorced. So I always loved video games. And then we also have the PlayStation 2, the Wii. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't play it as much nowadays, but it does kind of have this nice, warm, fuzzy nostalgia feel to it. Right. It's booted up. And then Nintendo 64 till my, my brother's more into video games than I am. I mean, I, he pretty much have like, every system in there. Uh-huh. So every often I like to pump in. Like, I love RPGs, but it's kind of, like, a huge commitment. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's kind of, like, some, like, certain, like, games, like Mario or, like, a app game. You can just hit it and quit. Like, okay, I'll play it, I'll play it later. Mm-hmm. Or probably get more into RPGs. And then I discover new series, like Ace Attorney. I'm thinking, it's a game about wars. How fun could it be? It sounds stupid, but mm-hmm. on paper... <laughs> I love Ace Attorney. I do love Persona. If they make it a new one, hope they probably get like more things. And Mario series, because anytime I play Mario, it's just always so happy and colorful. It just really mm-hmm. takes you away. Legend of Zelda always have beautiful music. So it does, yeah. And yeah. Nintendo's the king, man. It is. So what would you say to people? who kind of either like have a stigma against video games or they don't really know where to start like when it comes to video games like what would you say for somebody who's like starting out like well i want to say what are they interested in is it like rpgs or is it like like gameplay wise let's say you probably like something like a platformer like mario i'm thinking probably mm-hmm. the easiest way to probably start anyone to video games is probably nintendo yeah they do have a lot to choose from and I, yeah i do understand like being a gamer someone who plays video games or even watches anime as well there is this stigma like oh you guys are losers mm-hmm. or you um you're like weird shit or you probably just like stick in your mom's basement or something <laughs> how or dare you, you we don't have basements in texas <laughs> <laughs> and my mom is dead no. <laughs> yeah so rest in peace <laughs> yes rest in peace my mother um so and especially like one common thread is that video games causes violence right yeah that's a big stigma against video games yeah, because I think it goes back to, like, the Columbine shootings where, okay, these bunch, these two kids um, were playing Doom and they decided to design this Doom level after their school. So people think, okay, anytime there's a mass shooting, we need to blame video games. They're thinking, no, because there has been studies on video games that it causes aggression. But a lot of things causes aggression. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, if someone cuts me off in traffic, uh, that will get me aggressive. That's hella aggressive, like aggravating, gets me super aggressive. Yeah, yeah. but doesn't mean thinking, girl, that guy cut me off on the highway. I'm going to shoot up a mall or something. Right, yeah. And I, and I think, like, a lot of that has to do with, you know, the background of the person. Like, because when I, we get cut off in traffic, we don't pull a gun out and then try to shoot somebody. <laughs> It yeah. will cut us off. Like, we don't do that. It's because our background is not... We we have yeah. learned to, like, subdue our aggression. Like, yes. normal, healthy, functioning people. And yeah. it's not entirely their fault, maybe. Like, yeah. maybe there could be factors, but it needs to be managed. So, you could relate uh, video games to mental health, too. But, I yeah. mean, it's not a cause. Yeah, it's not really the cause. So, and even... Like playing Pac Man or something. So I'm thinking it is great. I'm thinking probably start off with probably something small, learn about the series, probably mm-hmm. watch some Let's Plays. And then thinking, huh, this game is interesting. So probably get the hand on yourself, probably play it a little bit. It's quite relaxing. It's great. Some 
games has some great stories. It's mm-hmm. probably like too much into it. Or Pokemon, because I know nowadays, like, the same people who were making fun of us for, like, playing, like, Pokemon Black and White back in the day in high school are the same people playing Pokemon Go. Right, and then those are the same people who are super excited about Detective Pikachu. And it's like, oh, but you had a whole bunch of things to say to me when I was in middle school (laughs) about how much I loved this thing or whatever. And nowadays, like, with anime and video games, it's just so mainstream now. Yes. It really like is. rappers, whopper like like Dragon Ball Z. Some people even rap about uh, Naruto mm-hmm. and Sailor Moon, and even like people who are a fan of WWE. Like a lot of these wrestlers even play video games as well. Like yeah. the biggest wrestler, like the New Day. For everyone who watches the WWE, they're really big into like anime and video games, and they just seem like huge nerds. I'm thinking, yeah, these guys seem pretty damn cool. Yeah. So, um, what uh, I'm trying to think of a good. Uh, like question like a last question to kind of wrap it what aside from mario and nintendo um what do you think uh what's a game that you would recommend to others like to not to start playing but a game that you think has like kind of um i don't want to say revolutionized the uh like the gaming like world but that you feel like has a lot of good themes and a lot of good uh, well, and stuff let's like that. see. Um, story-wise, there's a lot of good games. Jeez. Um, I mean, thinking, one, the, of course, I'm going to pimp this out again, Persona 5, which right. has great gameplay. It has a really good story. Um, it has, like, great, great gameplay mechanics that, like, even things you do, like, at school, like, if you're studying, it might help you in the dungeons or the palaces mm-hmm. and doing, like, different things and change the heart of rotten adults. I mean, that kind of makes me feel like being a teenager, like, God, adults suck. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, sidebar, who makes Persona 5? Uh, this company called Atlas, which is owned by Sega. Oh, okay. Sega, if you want to just, you know, sponsor yes. us, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> or Nintendo, too, because I need to go learn how to be an ambassador for Nintendo, because that would be pretty sweet. Why not? Um, <laughs> uh, so do you think uh, video games have come a long way, like, since... Uh, yes, yes. I think it came a long way, because they're getting, like, more and more developers, and, like, different voices being heard, and, like, for example, Ace Attorney, which I really, really love about, is, like, um, one of the characters, his mentor, who he looks up to, is a woman, and it's not very, it's not something you really see, especially in video games, or even in life, where a man thinking, oh, wow, I want to be like this woman when I grow up. Right, yeah. So I really love that, too. And she's, like, a badass warrior. And all the characters are great. So I'm thinking, for me, look for a game with great story or probably just great gameplay mechanics. Because even, like, apps like Flappy yeah. Bird are actually video games. And a lot of people say, oh, no, I'm not a gamer, but I'll play Pokemon Go or Tetris. I'm thinking bitches right. are video games. Yeah, they'll play, like, Candy Crush, like, all yeah. day long. And it's like, bro, do you remember Bejeweled? Yes, it is Bejeweled. I loved Bejeweled. Hate Candy Crush though, but I loved Bejeweled. <laughs> or even Oregon Trail. Yeah. And I'd also know this is random. I thought about the video game Where's Carmen San Diego. <gasps> it's turning into a Netflix uh, show. Yeah, and so far it's positive, and and I'm surprised about that because you know people didn't like Shira, and I also saw like the new Inspector Gadget on Netflix, and uh-huh. oh my god, I couldn't because when you think of Inspector Gadget, you think of something jazzy. Inspector Gadget. I love that thing song. But then it's just like this pop, like, 
early 2000s rock song and then it's a 3d animation and penny's just really on her phone most of the time thinking this isn't my childhood no nostalgia so i'm really excited for the new carmen san diego cartoon all right uh do you have anything you want to say to wrap up any anything else that you want to give to the viewers about your hobby besides video games and listening to true crime podcasts. Oh my god, all the time. <laughs> yeah, so I guess it kind of seems weird. Here I am talking about, I'll eat you out like Jeffrey Dahmer. And <laughs> Jonestown. Yes, like, I know enough about Jonestown. It's like crazy. I'm thinking, I, I probably sound like a crazy person thinking, oh, drink the Kool-Aid. Actually, they drink Flavor-Aid at <laughs> Jonestown. <laughs> it was an off-brand. <laughs> Oh, God. Which I'm probably going to start saying at work now. Like, yes, I'll drink the flavor aid. And they'll, they won't understand. Uh, all right, cool. Uh, I was going to say something. And oh, what yeah. Hobby? Yeah, oh, no. Real quick before we transition to my hobby. Um, don't stay tuned for her to bring her cr- true crime story hour to, to the podcast. Yeah, I'm um, thinking we'll probably start with a heavyweight. Like, one that hasn't been discussed yet. I guess we'll probably discuss it later. The Killing Grounds of Texas. Maybe, maybe next week. We'll yes. have to discuss it. Yes. <laughs> but uh, Nicola is definitely going to like bring her blanket and be in the corner and be like, oh. <laughs> or ghost stories. I don't know which one. We'll see. We might do both. <laughs> we, sky's the limit. Um, so moving on to my hobby. My hobby is more, it's kind of weird to be like, is this my hobby? It's more like my lifestyle now, but it definitely started <laughs> out as my hobby. So, um, what got you started in it? Well, <laughs> this is a funny story. Um, so do you remember when the Hurricane Harvey came? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gosh, that was almost, that was a year and a half ago now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so um, the day, like one of the days of Hurricane Harvey, there was, it, was, it happened like what? It was like five days of like intense rainstorms down here. Yeah. So it was raining like super like wet and wild and heavy outside. And I decided to just sit at my coffee table and take out these tarot cards that <laughs> my best friend sitting right next to me had gotten me for my birthday Yo, years ago. Yo, Mars. <laughs> Yo, Belmars, thank you. Years ago, like, when did you get this for me? Oh, um, my God. It, it was, like, like, a couple years ago. I remember buying it at either, I want to say Comic Palooza when it came down in, uh-huh. like, 2013 or 2014. Because I remember it was around, it was, like, in July, it was in June. And I remember uh-huh. you say you mentioned tarot cards. And I saw that one of these ladies, I think, oh, I'll get that for you. Yeah. And your birthday's in July, so. Yeah, yeah I think it was June. 2015 or something like that yeah because my brother was still dating his crazy ex um (laughs) so yeah she i pulled out these cards that she got me like a long time ago and like i just just started to read decided to read in the middle of a hurricane which should tell you a lot about me (laughs) um so yeah that's how i got started and then i started i started off slow at first like i didn't do like now i do like daily morning readings or whatever for how my day is gonna go um sidebar uh my day is uh like the chariot so i'll explain that to you (laughs) later um but uh so I decided and I learned more about it like I decided to do like daily readings I do I force my friends to get readings <laughs> like I'll see them be all like oh hey can I do a reading for you real quick okay thanks mm-hmm. and just pull them out I was at dinner with my friend and her husband the other day and I had my cards and I'm like hey look what I have <laughs> but I know I'm just like listen I'm almost as bad as a Christian now forcing my religion on other people <laughs> 
<laughs> I won't. I've never forced somebody. Well, to get I mean, a tarot since reading. it's not Bible thumping, what you're gonna do? Like tarot thumping now? Tarot thumping. That's right. I'd be all like, the cards told me that you got the death card, so that means that there's major changes coming, girl. Okay, <laughs> you need to. Um, but yeah, background on tarot. Um, tarot has been used. Oh my god, for forever. Uh, I wish I had looked up some background facts on it before I started rambling about it, but uh, <laughs> it's been used for a very long time. Uh, and, and now I want to know. Like, the original tarot deck, for anybody who knows anything about it, is Rider Waite. Um, and Rider Waite has been around for forever. Um, also, let me see. And also, fun fact, in Persona 5, every one character is kind of represented with a tarot card. Like, some characters, like, you start out as the fool, and once you beat the game, you become the world car. And then the Ooh. doctor in the game's death, and then uh -huh. another one is the tower, and the other one's the girl that's a shut-in is a hermit, and the girl that's rich is the empress, and the guy mm -hmm. who's an artist is an emperor, and the other girl that's blonde, blonde hair, blue eyes, she is the lover's card. Uh -huh. So each one, the arcana is, like, a diff represented by something else or yeah. deaf or to get different things so you have to like talk and interrupt with different tarot cards and there is a girl in the game that does tarot readings that really help you out the game so yeah see we're so helpful <laughs> um yeah so yeah like speaking of which like tarot cards oh, by the way the writer weight tarot deck um is was originally published in 1910 so, but I think tarot cards have been around for a little bit longer than that. But, um, yeah, some background on it. Um, tarot cards consist of a major arcana and a minor arcana. So the major arcana consists of 22 cards from numbered from 0 to 21. Mm -hmm. 0 being the full, 21 being the world, like you just said. Uh, uh, and then the minor arcana is the four suites. So if you get, like, a deck of regular playing cards, mm -hmm. you'll have spades, hearts, diamonds and clubs in hmm. so like in it kind of is similar to that um in which like a minor arcana has an ace through a king and it instead of but like the only things that really match are um they're called wands uh cups um uh, wands cups pentacles and why am i blanking wands cups pentacles and swords uh, and those, like, you can kind of match them up to each whatchamacallit card. Um, and so they all have different meanings. Um, and usually what I tell people, like, as a fun fact, is that Major Arcana, like the 0 from 21 cards, those represent something that you don't have a lot of control over. Like, I tell this to people all the time. So if you get, like, the devil in a reading, um, it means that it's, like... Okay. In, yeah, everybody always is like the devil. Oh no, um, <laughs> the devil is not always bad. It, the devil, it, it's not as bad. Um, the devil can means anything from you have an addiction to you need to break free of something. So there's a lot of meanings that go into like tarot cards, and just because something has bad imagery on it does not mean that it's necessarily all negative. Because people feel the same way about death, mm -hmm. the death card, and it's usually transformation like a change or something so ma major arcana is things that you don't really have a lot of control over um because it's gonna happen it's something that's gonna happen or that has happened like with little to no input from you and then minor arcana is typically something that you can delay or that you can speed up is what i typically tell people so 
I could literally ramble about them all day, but I, it's kind of easier just to, I was going to say show you. I can't really show the listeners, but I can kind of walk them through how like a reading works. So I'm going to do one on Belmars. That's sweet. Yes. Um, and I'll kind of explain how uh, a reading works uh, as I go through. So a reading is a spread. Um, it could be anywhere from one... <sighs> To, there's 78 cards in a deck so it could be anywhere from one I try not to do more than 20 cards <laughs> because it's a lot it's a lot of information like so um and with tarot typically you're asking for messages from spirits um yes I do believe in spirits get over it um they're everywhere they're talking to you things do not just happen for no reason um so typically uh it could be one from like I said I don't do more than 20 ish cards um, I'm going to do a real quick one for uh, Belmars about her career. So typically when I do one for my friends, if it's not a spread that I've already picked out for them or they've picked out, I'll ask them what they want to know. So Belmars, what do you want to know about your career? Okay, let's see. Would I probably get higher pay and probably go into a position of power in my career? So you want to know... Um, so let's do this. How about we ask where you are right now? Yes. Okay, so we'll ask where you are right now. We'll ask, um, so here, I like to lay mine out. So this is a card for where you are right now. Mm -hmm. And you want to know if you'll have higher financial success and authority. Yes. So this is, uh, so this will be outcome over here. Um, this will be, let's see. Um, a potential for higher outcome where you are right now. So this will be this one. Like, this will be next to this one. And then a potential for higher outcome. Okay. Like, for high... I said outcome. Potential for higher <laughs> income. Okay. <laughs> in somewhere, like, different. So it'll be, like, a versus. Like, where you are now and then if you go somewhere else. Okay. Like, so... Um, so we'll do, listen, we'll do this here. We'll lay this out. This, this is where you are now. This is the potential for income here. And then this will be versus if you leave and then the potential here and this can be an outcome so okay five cards sound good yes okay see see how i just talked through that friends that's <laughs> what i do um and so then typically once you've decided like what each one is going to be in the position or whatever then you'll shuffle and if you're doing it for someone else you'll ask them to tell you to stop when they feel like it's been shuffled enough if you're doing it for yourself You'll feel when you need to stop. Or the cards will start falling out. <laughs> oh, and you also could do that. So, Belmars, do you want me to pull from, like, a part of the deck? Or do you want to see if what cards pop out? I want you to pull from part of the deck. You want to pull from part of the deck? Okay. Oh, what's that? The Knight of Swords. <laughs> it fell out. All right. So, now I'm going to shuffle. And then Belmars is going to tell me when she wants me to stop. All right, and then she'll cut the deck however she wants. And cut it three ways. The deck is way too high. You need to cut it. <laughs> and then I'll tell her, uh, so do you want me to pull or do you want me to pull? I'll let you pull. All right, so where do you want me to pull? From the top, from the bottom, or from the middle? Uh, let's do the top. All right, so the spirits. classic way. Spirits, please uh, give me the messages that I need uh, for Belmars. 
regarding her career and its outcome. I'll be playing five cards from the top. All right, let's see. So this one will be, this first card will be um, where you are right now. So we have the Ace of Pentacles reversed. This card on top will be um, a, a different career. So we have the Nine of Wands. This will be, uh, this next card is the Hangman. And this is, um, this is a potential um, income if you stay at this job. And this is the star reverse. This is potential income if you go somewhere else. And then this is outcome, which is the seven of swords reversed. Uh, so real quick about reversals. You can, you can choose whether or not you want to read reversals. Um, typically, I ask whoever I'm reading for if they want me to read reversals or not. Do you want me to read reversals, Belmont? Yes. Please. All right. So um, I will read them. So, real quick, I will start with uh, her first card, which is, um, uh, this is where you are right now. Okay. So this is the Eight of Pentacles, and Pentacles is typically a financial suite. It represents Earth. Sometimes Earth signs can go into it, um, but really for this, I see... Um, Typically, Eight of Pentacles is you're working hard and you're getting somewhere. I see this as a reversal. You're working hard, but you're not getting the fruits of that hard work. So that's what I see right now for this, um, with it being reversed. You're, it seems like a lot of input and not a lot of um, output at this stage in time right now. Right. Um, and if they tell me something else, I'll... That's what I'm telling you right now, though. So if they tell me something else, I'll interrupt myself and go back. Um, <laughs> so for this card on top, this is if you would go somewhere else. This is the Nine of Wands. Um, the Nine of Wands is interesting because the Nine of Wands give you a lot of things. Um, the Nine of Wands, you see, is kind of like a fence, okay. um, like a guarded type of energy. Um, and Wands is a fire suite. So uh, it's passion, um, it's career-oriented, um, so it's kind of interesting that you have an earth like finance reversed right. on your current situation, but in a different situation, you have more of a passion. Hmm. So it is possible that if you choose to go into another direction with your career, it would be in a direction that's more passionate. Um, I'm seeing right here that um, it's nine is a number that's almost to completion. So it's a lot of hard work, right. but it is a little closer to where you want to be. So, but nine is also kind of like a guarded, like this wands is kind of like a guarded energy. Like you're trying to keep yourself maybe like prepared to potentially move on from this other situation too so it kind of seems like steps so you have an eight here and you have a nine here Ooh, okay so yeah so you're working from um like kind of toiling away and not getting the financial gain that you deserve here and then going if you choose to go somewhere else you would be working up but it would still be another step on the ladder it would just be a little more positive right so um as for like potential gains um in your current situation you have the hangman um and everybody always gets freaked out about the hangman too because he's like upside down and on a tree <laughs> 
tied by his feet. Like, that doesn't seem... But what most people don't realize is that he's, like, hung himself up like that. Oh. It's choosing to see things in a different perspective. Hmm. So if you remain on this course here, it would... So the hangman is different perspective, but it's also sacrifice. Right. So it would mean you would have to sacrifice something, is what I'm getting. Um, and that could potentially be because there's no, like, fire energy here. That could potentially be you're sacrificing passion for a possibly money. Okay. Um, but, yeah, so I'm getting, I'm getting sacrifice here. And interestingly enough, there's, like, two ravens here. Um, and ravens... They have meanings if you like crows. Crows are ravens. I think these are crows though. They have meanings. So if you if you count crows, um, two is for sorrow. So <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it all depends. Uh, it all depends on what you're trying to accomplish through this current path. This is not forever. This is just a potential. Okay. So I always like to tell people during readings that, you know, everything is a potential. It's not a guarantee because me just telling you this could autom could change a little bit the course. But again, this is a major arcana. Mm -hmm. So regardless of what you do, it's going to come back in some form or way. Okay. Is what I like to tell people. So in the potential income for... Um, this other, like going in another direction, going in another path, leaving this one, um, the potential income is the star reversed. And the star is like, um, it can mean a lot of things. It can mean hope. It can mean peace. It could mean um, that you've reached your goals. Um, so I'm seeing, since it is reversed, I don't think that going in another direction is going to make you reach your goals income-wise. Okay. But as I said, like, you may get closer to this passion that you're trying, that you're seeking, and that you, like, I know it's reversed, but I am getting that this is kind of like a spiritual, like, you're figuring out what you need, like, what your life's purpose is. Right. So you may not get, like, the returns financially that you want, but you have, this is another step that will take you to kind of what you are meant to be doing if you okay. decide to go in another direction. Um, the outcome, and maybe I should have done two outcomes, because it's, <laughs> like, one outcome. Oh, but it's, like, the, the potential outcome, because obviously, like, outcomes are very tricky but um the seven of swords reverse so the seven of swords upright is self-deception deception lying backstabbing because if you look she can see it if you look at this card that i have it's uh somebody has like killed a man left two swords in him and is now leaving but it's very obvious that he did it because he left blood behind he wants everybody to know he did this um and it's like escaping in a full moon in the middle of the night. Um, so with this being reversed, I do feel like it's you being honest with yourself okay. as an outcome. So I feel like either way you go, you're going to get to a point where you're not kind of deceiving yourself about what you need and what you want from something. And um, the swords is an air suite and it's for intellect. So it is about thoughts. So it's about having more positive thoughts 
having thoughts that are more honest with your aligned like with what you need and what you want in life and that are aligned with your purpose potentially so regardless you're gonna get to that point it's just do you want to make money while you get there <laughs> or do you want to get closer to your passion i said do you want to make money i feel like you'd make more money here but you just wouldn't be making what you needed like what you like an, an end goal needed is what I'm saying. So it's do you want to be passionate and make money or do you want to potentially have to sacrifice something? That's the that's what I'm seeing. So I'm seeing this path is better overall because if you just look at the imagery, it looks better too. Like this is real, like it's like dark. <laughs> <laughs> but like you'll you'll eventually get to that point. Um, do you have any questions for me? Anything you want me to clarify? I Because you can do that too. Okay, so I'm guessing the path I'm going now, I probably wouldn't be satisfied because it seems like in the path I'm going in now, I'm working hard, but I'm really not getting any fruits of my labor. I mean, <laughs> sure, I might get a little financial, I guess, bump from what I'm getting now, but it seems like it's not a satisfying path. Mm -hmm. And if I do something else, probably go into a different direction, probably like jump from another job or probably jump from another field, I'll probably be, I'll be a little bit more passionate about it and probably might get a little bit more financial stuff yeah, as well. Yeah, get a little more financial and but ultimately like it would lead you to what you are ultimately supposed to be doing is okay. what I'm getting from it. But do you have any questions? Do you want me to clarify something? Okay, because I'm not sure if it means like a new job or just a new field in general. Uh, do you want me to clarify? The, do you want me to clarify these two cards? Yes. Okay, so we're gonna clarify. So in clarifying, listeners, clarifying is when you you can take the original deck that you got that you were using. And you can ask the spirits to give you cards. Typically, when I clarify, I use jumping cards. Okay. Because that's probably what they're trying to tell you anyway. So you can use the cards you're originally using, or you can use a different deck. If you don't have a different deck, don't. I have three because <laughs> I'm a crazy person. Uh, so so you use a different. You can use a different deck, and if you get, I use a different deck a lot of the times because then you can, sometimes they'll give you the same card and they'll be like, bitch, I said what I said. <laughs> um, and then sometimes they'll give you something different and it'll be, uh, oh, what's that? I haven't even asked the question. You can chill out. I will okay. probably talk to spirits while I'm on here. Sorry. Um, all right. So, spirits, if you could clarify the, um, the path laid out, the alternate path laid out with the nine of wands and the star reversed, um, and tell us if that is a new job or just like a diversion from this original path. So please thank you, lay out some messages for us. Thank you for the messages in advance. Uh, oh, okay, see, it just does whatever it wants. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we got two, okay. So clarifying these two cards, um, I don't, let me see. Am I supposed to put these upright or am I supposed to reverse them? <laughs> no, it says put them reversed. Okay. So, for clarifying the nine of wands and the star reversed, we have the queen of pentacles reversed and the four of swords reversed. So, the queen of pentacles is interesting because um, 
she's she's subtle power um and she's so she's an authority because obviously she's a queen and she also the again pentacles is a suite of money uh swords is a suite of intellect so it seems like it seems like overt um overt power is what i'm mm. getting that's the first thing that i got um so um, in regards to if that means getting a new job or just kind of like running out your time because I know your plans. So they yeah. know your plans. The spirits know. Okay. So in regards, I feel like it means that you have to make a clear cut decision. So I right. think it does mean that you have to search for a new job. Yeah. So it's kind of like an overt, you have to search for something that's more, that will because the the queen of pentacles like exerts her her, 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 her power quietly and she um she does not she's not really an overbearing presence but i feel like it's, since she's reversed she's kind of telling you that you have to seek out like the queen kind of does her things quietly but it's, since she's reversed she's telling you to seek out something that is a better um, that is a little bit by better financially and does kind of align more with what you want to do. So, um, since the Four of Swords is here, um, Four of Swords is contemplation, disconnect, like a meditation kind of, kind of thing. But it's opposite again. We have it like <laughs> reversed. So it kind of seems like there needs to be no more thought. There needs to be no more uh, weighing of pros and cons. There needs right. to be no more disconnect from the world and like praying about it. It's more like saying um, you need to take action now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, it seems like you need to take, and it might be uh, going back to school because this is, um, because this is intellect, because this right. is about learning, and this is about money. It could be telling you that um, uh, that you that you may need to put something out to get something. Right. Like if. Uh, to learn something, to take something in. So with contemplation, you already know all the facts, but with the four swords reverse, it could be saying you still need to learn something and you need to go out and pursue it. Okay. So that's what I'm getting. That's what they told me. Any other questions? <laughs> well, not that I can think of. But one thing I heard actually about tarots that they said generally that tarots don't lie, that's more like a screenshot. Of what mm -hmm. will come in the future. So screenshot, okay, this probably going to happen, probably might not happen, but this is what happened in this moment, in this time. Right, yeah. So as we stand now, yes, that's, I like to think of it that way too. As we stand now um, with the current situation, yes, that's what I'm seeing. Um, and, like, you can choose to manifest this or not. So if I typically tell people if they don't believe in tarot, you shouldn't get a tarot reading because you're not going to make it happen. Right. Is what I'm saying. Like, so I could sit here and I could read all these to some non-believer and then they'll go out and basically do exactly the opposite of what I told you to do. <laughs> so if I give you advice, like, hey, I do think maybe you need to go back to school or I do think you need to go look for a job, you might decide, oh, I'm going to stick with whatever I did <laughs> and um, completely change the outcome. Or you might run right into the outcome and then just deny that I ever told you that that was going to happen. <laughs> like, it's all about, I tell people it's all about the listener right. it doesn't matter what i tell you it's about what you believe and what you want to happen 
Manifest is a word that a lot of tarot readers use. So it's about what you want to manifest. Um, so, yeah. Um, I hope that works out for you. Yes, I hope so too, dear listeners. Mm-hmm. I hope that works. So, like, yeah. Um, that was our hobbies. That was my hobby. Thank you, tarot cards. Thank you, spirits, for telling us about uh, Bell Mars, and we're going to take uh, another a break and then come back and maybe do a couple of, whatchamacallit questions, a couple of advice questions. Okay. Hello. Hey, we're back. Welcome to part three. So I've been kind of scourging Reddit and looking at relationship. Um, people can use relationship advice and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And one of which that kind of catch my eye is that my boyfriend likes to people about the dumbest things. I ignored it, but he keep reaching my and told someone we're engaged by throw away lo- for lies. One throw away for lies off of Reddit. Mm-hmm. So I guess probably read the background. Mm-hmm. I've been seeing my boyfriend for about four years. He's an amazing boyfriend. He loves me and treats me with full respect. I have zero complaints about our relationship other than this one. One thing I noticed, a lot of his stories were exaggerated. Silly, unnecessary lies to just make his story sound more interesting or exciting. I talked to him about it once, and he just got a little bit uncomfortable focusing on the one story I was referring to, saying how it really went, but that, I understand, but that he understood where I was coming from. Every now and then... We were around a big group of people, and he gets into storytelling mode. The exaggeration starts again. Sometimes I get wide-eyed stares from my friends, like, is he for real? <laughs> He's clever with his little lies. They're never something you can really disprove. Anyway, I learned this just... Anyway, I just wanted to brush mm-hmm. it off for the most part. But recently went through his phone. I'm aware that is a huge no-no, is but... Anyway, <laughs> I bet I needed to see the extent of his life because things were getting more serious with us, and I was not ready for what I saw. Lies to everyone. Very harmless one. Including his mother, e.g., he was buying her a gift and inflated the price to make it sound like a bigger gift. He was also flexing to his friends what he was up to and telling friends that he left the bride and owns a few clubs and wanted to open up a casino. None of these really bothered me because they seemed to come from a place of insecurity and make him more likable to his friends and family. The worst one which really got to me was him telling a co-worker that me and him got engaged. We both in town taking that step and are working towards it. But the co-worker went on to ask for photos of the proposal because she was really excited and told her it was more traditional with him, talked to my parents, so there were no down-on-one-knee photos. Note, he hasn't talked to my parents about any of this yet. She insisted on getting photos and he said he would get a hold of them and share them with her soon. The reason this one specifically got to me because it's a pretty big lie and it came back with them and affected him. What other people from work start congratulating him? Then what? I honestly can't bring this up because how I found out, but I'm really worried about this whole situation because now I know he's capable of bigger lies, although not to me, and it could actually affect his career and reputation. Please help me. Too long didn't read. Boyfriend lies about very silly things. I went through his bond to see the extent of his lies, and he told a co-worker we got engaged. Okay, listen. Oh, my gosh. Just to un- just so much to unpack. Let's start. Your boyfriend clearly has some compulsive lying issues yeah um and just i mean i know you think it's like ha ha harmless like oh no it's not that big of a deal but like you just found out that he lied about your engagement what are you gonna do if he decides in the future to lie about 
something that could actually fuck him over like um or he lies about something about the two of y'all that could fuck you over that's what i'm really worried about because it you like it's one thing to just exaggerate a story yeah like most people can tell sometimes when you're exaggerating you're like oh my god there were like 10 dudes in the room and they were all looking at me or something yeah that's, it's one thing but another thing to tell somebody that y'all got engaged that's a super big step and like yeah. you don't I mean, I know you say you're working towards it, but I don't know if I could ever possibly marry a compulsive liar. Yeah. Like, if he doesn't, if he's not actively working towards trying to fix that. Because, like you said, it could turn into a, oh, a huge problem. Like, what if he decides to lie on some important forms, like important government forms, and then it comes back and bites y'all in the ass? Then what are yeah. you going to do? Like... I mean, it's one thing to be, like, an embellishing storyteller. Like, a dude ran into me on the highway. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, what a guy really ran up to me in my car would be probably messed up. But I'm thinking it's one thing to tell about major life events. That's kind of, like, huge. I mean, what if you lie and say, oh, we had a baby, but you had a miscarriage? I mean, that's a pretty damn big lie to yeah. make up. Yeah. So, I just, I feel like you need to, like, sit down and have a talk with him and just, you don't have to bring up the engagement. You could just talk about how, you know, you feel like this lying thing is a problem. Like, right. and that, you know, you don't want him to get into bigger trouble. And maybe he'll admit that he lied to you by himself. Like, if you just kind of put that little pressure on him and say, oh, I don't really like it when you feel like you have to lie. Like, I feel like about little things. What if it builds up and you start lying about bigger things? And if he... And you can actually really test if he is lying to you or not. Because if he decides not to tell you about okay. the fact that he lied, that he told his coworker about the engagement, yeah. then you'll know his extent. And you'll know if you really do want to get engaged to him. So. Okay. And especially since they said, one person said, you waited four years of this to look on his phone. I don't care that you did. There's not a lot of trust in this relationship anyway, but yeah, you're going to have to tell him that you found that you're engaged. Sheesh. Sit him down and talk to your boyfriend of four years that he's lying about weirder things like the casino, lying about it, and bigger things like engagement. You need to pin down why is he doing this. Mm -hmm. I also expect him to lie about this and definitely minimize it. Right. Like, if you sit him down... And you, like, you can either bring it up or you can't. But if you sit him down and you're like, I'm afraid, like, you're going to lie about something bigger and he doesn't tell you. Um, yeah. Then that's a point, like, you may think he's not lying to you about things, but he's telling these people these things and he's not telling you. So he really is already lying to you. Yeah. So you have to figure out why and you have to figure out if he's going to actually, because she's already talked to him about it once. Yeah. So it doesn't seem like he's willing to change and that it's only gotten worse because now he's lying about major life events and yeah. like what's going on in his life. So he, he needs help. Yeah, especially since they've been together for almost more than four years, actually. Right. So, and like, it doesn't matter. Listen, if you have to bring it up to be able to like help him, then you have to do it. You just have to do it. Be like, yeah, I looked on your phone and you told your coworker that we're engaged. Really? What's wrong with you? Slap him around a little bit. He deserves it. Yeah. All right. What else you got? Let's <laughs> see. Okay, then. What? Boyfriend never compliments me, but compliments our friend every time we see her. 
Okay, right. been seeing this guy. He's forty eight. Jesus, seven girl, he'd be your daddy. And she's thirty one. Listen, <laughs> I don't have time. That's gross. He could literally be your daddy. Anyway, go okay. on. He has occasionally told me I look pretty or hot, not often. Every time we go with me, he tells this girl how hot she's looking or how skinny she's gotten, etc. I feel like it shouldn't bother me as she is married and not a threat to our relationship, but it does. When I ask why he compliments her more than me, he just said he doesn't know or that she needs to hear it more than me. He doesn't express his feeling much. Should I just let this go or am I badly upset at this? Boyfriend doesn't compliment me, but he does compliment our friend. Should I let it go? I'm thinking you're okay to be upset. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, because I'm that is your boyfriend, yes. okay, for seven months, and you're his girlfriend. I mean, maybe just me probably sounding selfish, but I'm thinking no. all the compliments should be at her, and yes. you're complimenting this woman. I mean, I'm not sure. I'm guessing it's your friend. I'm not sure how long your friend is. To me, that kind of might sound a little bit flirting. It's, it, I don't, I just, my whole thing is like, I don't see the need why every time you see this woman, now, I guess it depends on frequency, but still, even y'all, if you're saying every time we see her, then it's clearly been more than once in the seventh months that y'all have been dating. So, if he feels the need to compliment this woman every time he sees her, yeah. the whole question is why, like, why do you feel the need to compliment her? Okay, so she goes on and says she recently lost a lot of weight, and she needs to hear. All, and he says she needs to hear, hear how good she is looking. He has known her for twelve years, so I kind of feel like he's just trying to boost her confidence. But I don't understand why he thinks I don't need to hear these things from him. It does upset me, but he makes it think I'm overreacting. Oh no, 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 no! That's a big red flag. Yeah. If he's trying to make it seem like your feelings aren't valid and that yeah. you have no point. Mm, I'm sorry, girl. Break up with him. I, I I feel like that's my answer for everything. Though. Like, girl, break up with him because he's belittling you. Like, y'all already have an age difference, and that's bad enough. But now he's making it seem like you have no valid feelings and saying that. I mean, why are you complimenting this girl and not me? Yeah. Like, so mm, no, girl. And listen, that's gross. And he's like 17 years older than you. Please, yeah, he like, said he apologized and said he doesn't know why he doesn't do it to me, but he believes she needs to hear it, and I don't because I have more self confidence or whatever. When I say that's not true and all, I don't, and I do need to hear those things. But he just apologized again. He asked me if I wanted to stop complimenting everyone altogether. Mm-hmm. That would make me wish I responded that I don't mind him commenting, but that would like it too. He just said we're going to do this right now, and I let it go. Mm, no. Yeah. Listen, it just sounds like he's bringing it back to you. Yeah. Like he's making it seem like it's a victim mentality or something. Like, oh, I was just complimenting people. It's not that big of a deal. What? What did you see? Okay, he said. Okay, there. Oh. He dated her friend for seven years off and on. So I'm guessing the relationship kind of put together the full picture. Of guessing the guy dated his her friend. For seven years off and all, but not her. How do we know he's not lying, though? Okay, so one person's theory is that he dated her friend but always had a crush on her. The compliments are genuine. He doesn't compliment you because he doesn't feel it. Do you do what you want with the theory? Why are you wasting your time with this goofy old man? Yes, please, why? Please move on. Like, it's just, he just seems to me like he's belittling you and that he's like not taking your feelings into consideration and that i mean it kind of seems like he's blatantly like in front of you too like he's complimenting other women and he doesn't do it to you blatantly in front of you that's disrespect i'm sorry yeah. i don't i don't fall i don't play that the first couple of times it happened 
Like, if it happened more than once, I'd be like, okay, well, you can go date her ass for all I care. If you think yeah. she looks so good, goodbye. Like, that's not happening. I'm sorry. Yeah, one person said, Jess MacGyver. My ex-husband did that. He's my ex-husband because he had an affair with the married woman who huh. divorced him. If you can't understand how the situation makes you feel in Bertrand, he's completely uncaring about your feelings. If you at least had a proper conversation try to understand what would be something. Personally, I'll leave. Leave him. Yeah, leave. I will personally leave that he keeps complimenting another woman. It kind of makes it seem like, okay, he might have something for this other woman. Right, yeah, I'm sorry. I... No, that's a no-go for me. Er, bye. Yeah, so, Steph, I am. You should probably leave this 48-year-old guy. You this 48-year-old goofy-ass dude. Oh, wait. You know what we have to do? What? We have to do the baboon ad. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, let me see. Oh, let's wrap it up because we don't have a lot of time. <laughs> We're going to get kicked out. Someone's going to okay. knock the door and be like, leave. Uh, so, um... That's going to be it for this week, guys. Um, uh, as I always say, every week, and you don't do every week, listeners, please send us your questions. Please send us your, like, your things that you need advice on. Remember, it's uh, allconfrontation at gmail.com. That's A-L-L-C-O-N-F-R-O-N-T-A-T-I-O-N. I know it's long. Whatever. Get over it. <laughs> uh, at gmail.com. Send it. Put advice in the subject. And we will give you advice. I feel like we're great at this. Yeah. We're biased, though. But whatever. Yes. I feel like that was the best advice. Like, dump his ass. I feel like I told two women to just dump somebody. Yeah. <laughs> but whatever. Like, like I said about the Ruth Gitter Ben. Yeah. Ruth Bader Ginsburg thing. like Victorious RBG. Yeah, that's right. She had a good husband. Aim for RBG husband like status. Okay? Don't do anything. Stop doing things with these goofy, goofy old men. Yeah, I'm thinking assholes. if he's supportive of you and he understands your feelings like, hey, I do not like this, that's fine. Get someone that listens to it. And also, as the offending party, just don't play down their feelings. Like, if I say a bad joke, like if I call Nicolette a name that she doesn't like, I don't just say, Nicolette, I mean, Nikki Alley, stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Nikki Alley, you're just being so sensitive about this. Yeah, and I would be all like, so i'm thinking you need to realize okay that makes them uncomfortable and respect them for it It doesn't make you weak doesn't make you sensitive doesn't make Mm -hmm. you a snowflake right so i'm just thinking probably be a little bit open-minded try to understand where the other person's coming from yes uh and with that um do we have anything else you want to say have a good week guys um uh, stick on your New Year's resolutions if you're still doing them, please. Uh, wish me luck. I have to go to the acceptance center to get a passport rushed. So that's gonna. <laughs> that's gonna I hope that doesn't suck. Um, and oh, if y'all want me to do any tarot things for you, you can email me about that too. I love giving greetings. Um, and if you want to ask about Mars about video games or true crime, true crime, listen, get send us some emails. Um. But, yeah, that's about it. Um, remember to confront your problems every day. Uh, and your, uh, your successes every day. Yes. Acknowledge them. Uh, and just give yourself a break. That's yeah. my advice. To give yourself a break. My God. I'm Tomorrow, I'm just going to sleep. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm so tired. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, you have anything else? 
Nope. I'm thinking just take care of yourself, mm-hmm. get help if you need it, or uh-huh. financial. Um, there's always, hopefully, something there to help you, whatever ways. I mean, I still need to deal with my financial situation, so I can't really give advice on that. But other things, I guess I could. Yeah. Oh, and uh, stay tuned because I'm going to do, like, a, a relationship um, thing. Belmars is not going to be helping me because she's going to be interviewed for it. Because <laughs> I'm not going to be here, so I'm going to have to, we're going to have to, like, shoot twice. Maybe next week, or like I'm gonna, I'm getting, I'm compiling relationship advice. So stay tuned for that. Stay tuned. Yes, and uh, bye. 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 And signing out. Signing out. Yeah. Kill yourselves. <laughs>